Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. And look directly at Jenny and I and ask that random question. And it was a bit left field. But I went with it and said, well, obviously not, because we're not really gardeners and the grape crops are normally pretty dismal. He asked if he could show us how to prune on the back of his pad. We said, sure. So he proceeded to draw a main stem, complete with old dying branches and new shoots. He said it's very important to cut the dead wood off without losing too many of the new shoots. He said, don't be afraid to lose a fair bit of the old as long as you protect the new. That's where the fruit's going to come from. And that year, we had a bumper crop of grapes. But he wasn't really just giving gardening tips. He was helping us to run and rebuild a church. So Jesus knew all about pruning too. Well, of course he did, because he and the created grapes and, uh, and the, the fruit of all crops. Anyway, <clears throat> when Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener, he was stating an incredible truth. But as we, as with so many restoration projects, you know, we can, we can, we can restore cars and houses and all churches and all sorts of things. But as with all restoration projects, the restorer becomes the restored. (laughs) Really, Jesus was wanting to restore my heart and he used Phil's advice to do it, cutting off that dead wood. Yeah, each one of us has to give an account one day of what we've done with Jesus' words, the actual words of Jesus. There's no growth and no generation, regeneration, sorry, without pruning in nature, in us, and in the church. Jesus teaches in John 15 that this cycle never stops. It never ends for those who abide or live in him. So let's turn to John 15 and read the actual verses from, from, from Jesus, verses 1 to 8. Let's read. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more faithful or fruitful. You are clearly already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So firstly, before we unpack what this scripture is saying to us today, we need to realize that the vine Jesus describes includes everything. Vine is the root, it's the main branches, it's the stems, it's those little smaller wiggly ones that go up onto your tennis court net, um, <clears throat> it's uh, leaves, and it's the fruit, it's everything. So the vine is everything. Jesus is the entire vine, but we are just the branches who support the fruit. We're part of the vine, but he's the whole thing. In John 15, Jesus gives us this picture of this living plant. And we've got just a little piece of here, this living, not quite so living now, plant. <laughs> and because it was something that was local, it was growing everywhere around where he was speaking. And it thrived even in arid conditions. So that's, I think, why he chose it. This, the vine stays green when other plants wither because of the life flowing through it, but also because of the roots being well established. And we can only stay green and share in the life coming from the source if we stay connected to the roots. Many years ago, I was uh, planning to build a a new cow road, road alongside some native trees, and I pegged it out on a Friday, and I remember trimming some branches and not thinking too much about it, but just getting it all ready to go. I came back Monday morning to start cutting out the race, and from my tractor cab, I saw the branch on the ground absolutely brown and dead, a little bit like this puppy here. Uh, it was so amazing that just two days had been enough to, to make this thing completely shrivel up and die with the rest of the tree beautifully green. And the Lord said to me in that moment, it's one of those, you know, those gem times he speaks, he said to me in that moment, that's you without me. I just totally got it. That's you Dead branch, that's me without him. You know, like my branch, this teaching from Jesus is saying we're to stay connected to the whole vine. And that's to him. Or we lose something, lose something very special. We lose the life-giving source of his Holy Spirit flowing through us. And we call this abiding in Christ or living in Christ. Jesus is clear. With him, power. Without him, no power. With him, fruit. Without him, no fruit. Okay, you got it? But there's a couple of other important gems to this story. And I'm just going to dig a little bit deeper now. Let's just dig into this a bit. 
And firstly, Jesus said in verse 3 that you are already clean. He's speaking to his disciples. You're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Now, some commentaries, um, that word, the Greek word for clean and pruning is the same word. So why is Jesus saying they've already been pruned because of the word I have spoken to you? And as I pondered this, I realized that perhaps he was referring to the chapter before. And we could sum up Jesus' whole message in John 14 by saying, if you love me, you'll know my dad. And if you know me, you'll know my dad. And you'll want to love and obey him as you have me. This is grafting into the vine. When we become part of the vine by revelation of who the Father is. We need a revelation of who God the Father is. And then we need to listen to his voice. It's that relationship that grafts us into the vine, that makes us live in Christ, to abide in the vine. Listening and obeying his voice, his word. You know, some people fall away after a, a brief encounter with Jesus. You know, they think, Jesus, uh, <clears throat> it's all about the love, you know, love one another as I have loved you. And, you know, it's almost like a beetle type of conversion. All you need is love. But they really haven't experienced true connection with the Father through adoption into the family. John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans. You see, we're all orphans and we're made right with the Father who loves to adopt those who are willing. And I could add, willing to listen to his voice. See, true connection to the Father God gives us identity, gives us forgiveness in full, as Ernie's just explained so well this morning, and a purpose in the family. Hebrews, which Ernie alluded to too, says, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastens everyone, he accepts as his son. That's Hebrews 12, verse 6. Who loves being part of the family? Yay! Who loves pruning time? Not so much. <laughs> Not many of us. It's a package deal. If you want to be part of the family, there's going to be some pruning. We used to say to our boys, it's because we love you that you are now going to receive a smack for your disobedience. You are going to be introduced to Winnie the whale <laughs> around your rear end because we love you so much. <laughs> of course, in this day and age, we have to tell people so clearly that we did remove them from the shame and we did it calmly without any anger 
We just were doing what the Bible said to do. <laughs> it seemed to work out okay. They love God and they love us. But anyway, there's, there's also thought patterns and attitudes that need pruning out of our lives. Luke 9 is a fascinating chapter. It begins with Jesus sending his 12 disciples out two by two with power and authority to heal and deliver people. And they come back excited about the results. They're all about it. Later down the chapter, some attitudes begin to emerge. Firstly, Debates over greatness in verse 46. Elitism in verse 49. Hey, those guys aren't part of us. They can't do what we do. They don't belong to us. Elitism. And finally, the, the, the real killer here, the desire to wipe out a whole city for not receiving them in verse 54. And Peter wasn't even involved. <laughs> it was John and James. Shock horror. Imagine that, the spirit of murder operating in these trainee missionaries. How could you go and see all these miracles and then have arguments about greater, greatness, elitism towards other groups, and then finally wanting to call down fire from heaven? on a town, a whole city that had not received them. That branch of thinking had to be terminated immediately. Jesus turned and rebuked them. You see, he was doing some pruning. Imagine how little fruit would have come out of that thinking if it had been allowed to continue unchecked. What was Jesus' ultimate response to this disappointing experiment of sending out 12 people, 12 trainees, disciples, followers? He sends out 58 more new newbies and makes it 70 in chapter 10, verse 1. He sends those 12 plus another 58 back into the mission force, into the world. You see, his discipline and pruning of doesn't stop the mission it actually helps it Jesus was willing to risk it all again and send out 70 novices into the mission field praise God for his tactics well we find the second gem in the story in verse 8 we're back in John 15, verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. In other words, he reveals who he really is to us and to the world when we mature and produce good fruit. You see, it's actually a win-win when we're prepared to be pruned, i.e. disciplined, and then go on to produce fruit. See, he's honored and we're positioned to produce more, even more. So it's a win-win. God's honored, and we're pruned to produce even more. See, Proverbs 17, verse 6 says, 
the glory of sons is their father. Why is that relevant, you might be asking. You see, we make our heavenly father proud when we display godly qualities and seek to be like him. See, he's our glory. We want to be like him, don't we? We want to make him proud. We want to make him look good. And he is glorified when we produce fruit. We won't produce fruit without some pruning. And also, we can ask for anything in his name, verse 7, when we honor Father God by giving him glory. And we only can ask for things and ask anything in his name when we're positioned correctly in Christ. When we're abiding in Christ, we can ask for anything in his name. Don't try it out of that right relationship. Finally, I want to talk about the fruit in this vine metaphor. The fruit the Father is looking for is Christ-likeness. That's what he's wanting. And we find a list of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, verse 22. He doesn't just want our energy going into branches and leaves. You know, that's, that's religion. That's just looking good, hiding behind the leaves. He's looking for fruit. He wants fruit. Every horticulture guy I know, and there's a couple sitting here, knows that you only get paid when the fruit's ready. Is that right? And they'd go broke without fruit. God's not relying on a profit from our fruit. It's a different kind of fruit. He desires the fruit of godliness. He desires us to be like him. And he desires it because it's the result of our relationship with him. I'm going to read that list now. And this is kind of my challenge for today. As we go from here, let's not go home the same as we came. Amen? We've met with Almighty God. We've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit this morning. So let's just allow the Spirit to, to touch a part of us that maybe we haven't allowed him access to before. I want to read this list quite slowly, and I'd pray that you would just think about which gift God wants to see more of in you. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and the biggie, self-control. Holy Spirit, we just pray you touch each one of us and nudge us towards more of 
you and us, that we would be like you in that area. I love what Paul says about giving. In Philippians 4 verse 17, he says, Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. That's how it is with God and fruit. He's not interested in a bulk big amount of fruit necessarily he wants the profit that it'll add to our account when we display his fruit have you been grafted in by adoption to the vine today listening for the words of life have you been pruned, made clean, as Jesus said, by the word, by listening to the Spirit, by intimacy, by two-way conversation with God every day, every hour, embracing discipline. That's a, a toughie. And making dad known and proud. If so, can others notice the fruit of the Spirit in you in season and out? Let's pray. Lord, you curse the, the fig tree for being unable to produce fruit out of season, but Lord, you were really saying to us that we need to produce fruit at all times because of your Spirit in us. Lord, I just pray we just be grafted in. For those who may not know you this morning, I pray you'd make yourself real. Lord, just draw our hearts into fellowship, into this abiding, this living with you. Because it's the only way to live. Lord, that moment by moment we can hear your voice. You can speak to us. You can prune us. You, we give access, Lord. We give you the authority today, Lord, to do stuff in us to make us bear more fruit. So you look good, you're glorified, and we produce fruit to be added to the account. God, I just pray that you would go with the, the very things that we've held on to and take them now and carry them and release us. Lord, you said that you will bring freedom to the captives and he who is free in Christ is free indeed. So Lord, we want to walk through these doors today free indeed. Because you've pruned and made us right. And we want to bear much fruit this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.